It's time for the BCHL Podcast. Here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. It's been a busy week around the league, so let's get right to it. We handed out some hardware last weekend as the Okanagan Cup completed play on Saturday. It was a classic rivalry between the Vernon Vipers and Penticton V's. Uh, Will Arquette tied the game late for the Vipers, but it was Jacob Quillen who won it just over a minute into overtime. The Okanagan Cup trophy was presented to V's captain Finn Williams, who just so happens to be our first guest today. Finn Williams had nine points in Okanagan Cup play after coming over from Prince George and being named captain in his first year with the team. He talks about the journey to the Okanagan Cup, his commitment to the University of Michigan, and his prospects for the 2021 NHL draft. All right, so you guys are coming off a pretty dramatic win uh, for the Okanagan Cup, the first ever Okanagan Cup. Uh, it was uh, an OT finish after you guys gave up the late lead. What was that like uh, getting that done last weekend? Yeah, it was super exciting for our group. Um, it was a real, real close game. Um, all those games there we had in the in the Okanagan Cup were were tight, and the three teams we were playing are are real good teams. So um, you know, it was good competition for us, and uh, to get the win in overtime there was super exciting. And uh, it was a great play leading up to it from uh, Quillen and Bouchard. And um, I don't know, I think it was just a good team effort in the semifinals as well. All four lines were playing well, and. Um, it was super exciting for our group and coaching staff. So obviously this preseason was a lot different than any other preseason I'm sure you've had before as far as length and mm-hmm. as far as having something to kind of play for um, with a championship and a trophy at the end. So uh, in your own words, how, how did this preseason compare to others that you've experienced? Yeah, it was, it was different for sure. I mean, last year, um, I only had the one game, so to play 13 this year before the regular start, uh, season starts was uh, it was different. But it was uh, you know it was exciting for our group to be able to to play for something and practice hard during the weeks to you know to get ready for competitive games against really good teams. So um, I think it's going to be really good for myself and the and the group moving forward into the regular season to to get some comp- competitive hockey that means something um, before you know the season even started. Yeah, so you guys uh, had a lot of success in the in Okanagan Cup play. You only lost one game the entire time. Uh, what does that say about the the level of talent that you guys have there in that dressing room? Yeah, it's. I think it's something special. I've never seen uh, something like it. Um, I mean, I was a part of a pretty special team in Prince George a couple of years ago, but um, you know, all four lines played really well and. Um, I think our depth was, was super big for us. You know, one night, uh, one line would be stepping up for us and then the next night it's a different line. And, um, you know, I think we, we led up to each game, like it was a playoff game and that's the mentality we have right now and want to carry out through the, throughout the regular season. And, um, you know, I think we pushed ourselves during practice and training camp just to get better and be ready for these games. And, um, by the time the weekend came around, we were, we were ready to go and and ready to win those games. And um, I think we stayed pretty consistent to our game plan uh, throughout the Okanagan cup. And we hope to do that in the regular season as well. So for someone like you, you're, you mentioned Prince George, you're joining the V's after playing uh, in Prince George before. So did, did this uh, extended training camp maybe help you with that transition to your new team? Yeah, I think so. Um, it was nice, like I said, to have some competitive games before the regular season started. And, uh, 
you know, uh, adapting, you know, there's a lot of us in the same situation, adapting the new teammates and a new, uh, style of play, but it's a challenge we all were, you know, excited about. And, um, you know, it's real, real fun with the group we have right now. Cause, um, you know, every, every guy, um, every guy pushes each other in practice and we push each other to get better. Um, and it's a, it's a competitive group. And, um, I think, uh, you know, having those type of guys and coaching staff around us that are so passionate, uh, really helps me for the, you know, to adapt to a, a new team. Cause that's what I'm all about. And, um, it was super exciting for me to see all those type of players and coaching staff, um, you know, here right now. So you were named captain uh, for this season, which is a pretty big honor um, for a new guy in the dressing room and with the history that they have there in Penticton in that program. What does that mean to you to to get that honor? Yeah, it was it was pretty special. Um, I had an A last year, but I couldn't say you know I was expecting the C this year coming to a new team. Um, but you know when I when I was uh, named captain, it was it was such a big honor for me and so cool to to get it in a place where you know some pretty special players before me have gotten it and such a um a program with so much history and success and culture um so to wear to see here is, is something so so amazing for me and um you know i'm really grateful to have it um and you know going in the regular season i just wanted to you know be me and uh, not change who i am kind of thing because i know that's why i got it in the first place but at the same time um, you know, I got four other assistant captains that are that do their job really well in different roles as well. And um, we we have this special group in a way that even if you're not wearing a letter, um, we have depth guys that are, you know, leaders in our group in, in some way. So it's a special team in that way that um, even though there's a letter not in your jersey, um, everyone leads in a different way. And and I think that contributes to our success. Yeah, it's it's. It's got to mean that, I mean, you were named captain, so that means that your coaches and your teammates, they already have a lot of trust in you. Um, what does it kind of say about you, and, and what does it mean to you to know that you've been there for a short amount of time, but these guys uh, these guys yeah. already trust you with that, with, that, um, with that job? Yeah, I mean, going it's always big for me, like going to camp last year and this year, I just want to be, be me and not change who I am. And um, I think I, I'm a guy who just tries to lead by example and, and every day try and get better in the gym and on the ice and in the locker room. And, um, I think I'm a, I'm a teammate who likes to make my teammates better and push my teammates in practice and in the gym. And, um, you know, I'm also a guy who my teammates can come up to and have good conversations with. Um, but for, for me, I, I didn't want to change who I was. I just wanted to come here and work as hard as I could and, and play my game and be who I am. And, um, you know, to, to be named captain after doing that, um, was really exciting for exciting for me. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned your stint in Prince George, uh, you were part of the 2018, 19 team that kind of dominated the BCHL playoffs. They went 16 and one. Um, and you were, you were an affiliate at that time and you were only 15 years old, I believe, but, uh, you, you managed to score your first BCHL goal in the Fred page cup finals against Vernon, uh, as a 15 year old. What was that like? Yeah, it was, it was so special. Um, I was so grateful to be a part of that, that run and that playoff run and that team, um, that group was something special. And, 
Um, you know, I, I felt no, you know, it would have been easy for someone to, you know, treat me like I wasn't a part of the group to, for me to come so late in the year. Um, but I never got that at all. Everyone treated me like I've been there all year. And, um, I had so many good role models on that team. I lived with a 20 year old Max Coyle who, you know, showed me the ropes, junior hockey. And, um, he was so great for me and, uh, the coaching staff welcomed me and, uh, you know, to, for them to have that trust in me to play in every game and, and, uh, you know, be a part of that team was so, so cool for me. And I think, um, you know, to be a part of that group and that run and playing the national championship, uh, prepared me for my 16 year old year. And, um, you know, I, I was so lucky to peer, be a part of that group and to win the Fred page was, was so special. Unfortunately, we came up one game short in that national championship, but, um, I don't know what's going to happen this year of COVID, but I'm hoping, um, this year we, I can win and our team can win that one game and, and be a national champion. Yeah. Looking forward now, um, you're committed to university of Michigan and I'm, I'm sure you, you follow them closely. Uh, last weekend, they, they had a pretty great weekend, won a couple games, uh, and they have currently have seven BCHL alums on that team, including Kent Johnson, who obviously was the MVP of the league last year, off to a great start in college this year. So when you see that and, and everything going on in those players that maybe you've played against uh, in the past that are excelling, how excited are you to eventually get there and be a part of it? I'm, I'm so excited to play for Michigan. Um, you know, I always have been and it was a dream of mine to play at such a good school like that with, um, you know, the hockey and academically what they can offer. And, um, I can't wait down, uh, wait to get down there and, and, uh, um, play for Michigan and meet the coaching staff and, and play with my new teammates. Um, right now I'm just focused on the V's, but with that being said, um, it's going to be pretty special to be a Wolverine and it's really cool to see the success those BCHL players are having and, um, you know, I'm really good friends with Kent and, um, for him to have that great weekend and great start was really cool to see. Um, you know, and I wish them the back, uh, the best, uh, going forward here throughout the regular season. And I can't wait to be a part of it. Last question for you. Um, NHL central scouting recently put out their list of players to watch, uh, for the 2021 draft and your name was on there. Um, I know in talking to a, a lot of other players, they kind of, try and push that to the side and just have it maybe in the back of the mind during the season um, and just focus on their team and their game. But uh, I know it's probably pretty hard not to think about that. How do you approach that? And uh, eventually if you did um, get drafted in 2021, what would that mean to you? Yeah, it would be pretty special. Um, you know, for me, it was cool to be on that list and get the recognition. Um, but at the same time, it's not something I necessarily think about kind of thing um you know it's my goal to work my way up that list as the year goes on and and push to get better every day and and improve on my game um in the gym and on the ice after practice and I think with doing that that'll give my best uh me the best chance to succeed and I'm just thinking about you know getting better and winning games for my team and and the V's and um you know, hopefully if that, um, some su su success can come later in the year, but, um, yeah, like you said, it's hard not to think about sometimes is it's been a, my, it's been my goal and dream to play in the NHL and get drafted since I can remember since I've been four years old kind of thing. So, um, you know, for that to happen, it would be, it would be so cool. And 
I'm just going to do whatever I can to make that happen throughout the year. And, um, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I'm just focused on the Vs right now. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you very much to Finn Williams. The Okanagan Cup wasn't the only trophy handed out last week as the Nanaimo Clippers captured the first ever Island Cup. Nanaimo held off the Victoria Grizzlies who made a late push in the final with two goals in the last three minutes, but the Clippers held on to win 5-4. Sean Donaldson's goal midway through the third period held up as the winner. Donaldson led Nanaimo with 20 points in 16 games and he's our next guest. All right, so you and your teammates in Nanaimo, you're coming off uh, the first ever Island Cup championship. What was that experience like for you? Oh, yeah, it was awesome, uh, um, especially, you know, we didn't actually have uh, the best start, um, and uh, we struggled against uh, Victoria earlier in the year. So, uh, you know, it was good. Uh, it was really good for our group to uh, experience, you know, winning uh, something. And, uh, yeah, we're lucky to be able to win a trophy in uh, November. Yeah, it's pretty unusual. I saw on Twitter a lot of uh, your teammates and you yourself were posting on it or posting about it. I, I uh, it sounds like everyone was pretty fired up about it. Yeah, no, we were. Uh, yeah, uh, ever since kind of day one of camp, we uh, we uh, said we were going to take it pretty seriously and uh, try to win and uh, you know build a winning culture right, uh, right from day one here. So uh, you know it was really good. We worked really hard and uh, yeah, it definitely paid off. So uh, I imagine it was a pretty big difference, but um, having something to play for like that, like a, a, an actual trophy and a championship, what was the difference between this preseason uh, and a typical preseason where you just play out a handful of games and you're just waiting for the regular season to start? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously this one was a lot longer um, and almost felt like a regular season. Um, typically when you are in a preseason and a uh, normal year you uh you know you have a bigger roster uh it's uh you know you're trying things out but uh this year we kind of went head on and uh you know uh went with the team that uh we thought we were gonna win um and uh yeah just kind of had a smaller group and uh, a little bit tighter for sure so obviously you got to see a lot of your your uh rivals on the island there and the, the regular season is going to be pretty similar with a lot of regional play this year due to COVID. Uh, th- those rivalries are already pretty deep there on the island, but what do you think uh, this season with uh, the increased amount of games against each other, what's that going to do for those rivalries? Yeah, no, it's going to ramp them all up for sure. Um, you know, we've, we, we always have some great games with uh, all these teams uh, even last year. So I think, uh, you know, I think, yeah, it's going to be really competitive and, uh, you know, I think a uh, really good team like Victoria will probably have a chip on their shoulder um, after uh, we were able to beat them. So, yeah, no, I think uh, we're going to be some really good hockey games this year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you mentioned Victoria and, and how the, they, they did get off to a good start as well. Um, is there one one or two teams um, that kind of impressed you the most, um, having played them so often early in the season? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, Victoria is a really good team. Uh, you know, they got some really, really high end players. Um, they're really fast. Uh, they can score a lot of goals. Um, and they got a good goalie as well. And then, uh, Alberni is, uh, Alberni Valley is a really good team as well. Um, they got good coaches there and, uh, you know, they, they play the right way and, uh, make it pretty hard for you offensively and, uh, have some skill up front as well. So you personally, you've gotten off to a pretty great start as well through the preseason. You led the team 20 points in 16 games. What's been working for you personally? 
Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, just playing consistent every night, um, you know, finding different ways to score, uh, you know, playing, uh, like a dynamic style offensive game, um, using my speed and, uh, just shooting the puck. And I, I know it was still preseason, so it could have been kind of a rotation and, and not everyone plays every night, but, uh, who, who have you been playing with so far this season? Um, I've been playing with, uh, DeSantis and, um, Keegan Gary for, uh, the last couple games. So, and, uh, we work really well. So we'd probably been playing the last eight or nine games together and uh we you know we really started clicking at the end so yeah those are two new guys uh to the team what's what what was it like trying to build that chemistry uh, early in the season uh it was actually uh pretty good um you know me and nick DeSantis, uh we both uh like to play uh, a high-paced game with a lot of skill um and uh you know we really uh connected really early and then we picked up keegan gary uh like six or seven games ago and uh He's a really smart player. They can uh, shoot the puck really well, and uh, he's a really good hockey player, so he kind of just fit in really well. So you've been in the league for a while now. Um, this is entering your, your third full season. Um, you've kind of seen yourself and, and your, your your numbers personally grow each year from year to year. And if the preseason is any, in any indication, it'll, it'll be another kind of growth year for you as well. Uh, but when you kind of reflect on that, how do you think you've grown personally on and off the ice since you, you came into the league back in 2018-19 as a full-time player? Oh, yeah. I mean, tons, um, you know, especially physically, uh, you know, you always uh, every summer, you always try to get a lot faster and stronger. Um, and now I'm three years older. So, yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, put on some good weight, um, got a lot faster. Um, and obviously that really helps. And then the mental side of the game, you, uh, you know, you kind of just uh, you learn a lot of things uh, you probably didn't know before you come to the league, uh, played on, you know, some awesome teams with uh, some very good players. Um, and you always kind of pick up things off uh, good players. So, I, yeah, I think I've uh, my game's grown a lot um, in the last three years. Yeah, one of those good teams he played with back in 2018-19 was uh, Prince George Spruce Kings, uh, the the championship team there when they won their first uh, first in in team history. And it's funny we're actually talking with a, another player who used to her who was on that team, Finn Williams, will also be on the podcast here. But um, you, awesome. pers- yeah. Uh, so you personally, uh, what was what was it like coming in as a rookie in the BCHL, um, getting traded mid season, and being able to be a part of that stretch run and that uh dominant playoffs where you guys went 16 and one yeah um no that was a you know a really really special group um uh, probably the best team i've ever played for um yeah no that was uh you know it was i was pretty lucky to get traded there um play for great coaches uh learn a lot um and you know especially learn from my peers um we had some pretty awesome hockey players on that team um we had a really special group and uh you know it was a crazy run but we really put the work in and uh we definitely deserved it all yeah so having that championship experience and and going through that so early in your career um how does it affect you going forward kind of already having a taste uh taste of that championship and uh how does it affect your driving your determination to do it again uh possibly with this group there in nanaimo Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it was a, obviously a great feeling winning. Um, and you know, you always love winning, but, uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, 
you know, something I definitely learned from and, you know, I can pick up a lot of things from that team and, you know, hopefully bring it here uh, with some leadership. Um, but yeah, I know, I think we got a, a, another uh, really good opportunity at winning again this year. We got a great group in Nanaimo, so I'm excited to uh, look for a championship. Yeah, switching gears here and looking ahead, uh, you're committed to the University of Connecticut. Um, why did you end up choosing that school? Um, I just had a really good relationship with the coaches um, right from day one. Uh, you know, they're really awesome to me. Um, you know, they, 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 uh, laid everything out. They're very honest. Um, and, uh, they have, uh, they play in a great, um, division with, uh, you know, a lot of talent, um, and, uh, the amazing campus, amazing education. And, uh, yeah, I just couldn't say no. So maybe in, in your talks with the coaches there, or just maybe kind of your, your personal feelings, but is there anything this year that you're, you're hoping to work on in your own game and, and improve? So you're ready to make that jump to the NCAA when that time comes? Uh, yeah, no, I think for sure. Consistency. Um, I, I think, uh, consistency is really big, especially in the next level. Cause you might not get as many chances. Um, so, you know, you have to be ready to play every night. Um, so as long as, uh, you know, I can keep working on being consistent every night, bringing the same game and, uh, you know, making sure my game's not on, I have uh, my B game with me as well. So, yeah, consistency. I'll finish up here. So um, obviously you guys, uh, after winning a, a preseason championship and uh, bringing some guys back from last year's team, who was obviously a good team, you guys proved that you're one of the top teams on the island. I think I already know the answer here, but what are your expectations from uh, the Nanaimo Clippers this season? Yeah, for, uh, get better every day and uh, win a championship uh, whenever that is. Yeah, no, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's it's a winning is definitely a process. Um, uh, obviously, we've got to taste that already. But I think for us, it's just, you know, keep getting better, um, you know, identify the things we need to work on. And, uh, you know, by uh, by the end of the year, be the last team playing hockey. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Sean. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you very much to Sean Donaldson for joining us. And now that brings us to our final interview. But first, some background information. The BCHL Alumni Association, which was created back in 2018, announced that they've created a player assistance fund to help ease the financial burden on players and their families during the COVID-19 affected season. In recent months, the league announced plans to begin the 2020-21 regular season with no fans in the stands due to COVID-19 restrictions put in place by the Provincial Health Office. With no revenue from ticket sales to start the season, players and their families have been required to pay fees beyond their typical billet payments in order to help fund a season with no fans. With this in mind, the Alumni Association created this fund with the goal of offsetting some of these costs to the players. BCHL Alumni Association spokesman Madison Diaz joins us to talk about the project. He played three seasons for the Victoria Grizzlies and went on to play four years at Cornell University, so we have plenty to talk about. So, Madison, I guess the first thing I'll ask you is uh, how did the BCHL Alumni Association come about? Yeah, so the origins lie with uh, Shane Taker and Derek Lee, who, uh, who came together and had the idea and um, eventually reached out to the BCHL for some initial support to kickstart the initiative. And then shortly after, uh, Carson Hamill, Jay Baker, and myself joined uh, all former BCHL alumni. 
And what are the the kind of the main objective uh, objectives for the association? Yeah, so to date, um, the main objectives there's really four. So at the heart of what we're doing is really just player support and really trying to give back to hockey, right? Offer support to current and graduated players. Um, in addition to that, you know, we're looking to grow the network and relationship development. I think we've identified that there's roughly over 5,000 BCHL alumni that live in BC and many others that, you know, reside across North America. So trying to build a community together um, and, and help make some connection that'll help them uh, moving forward. In addition to that, I guess supporting charities and communities is, is also something that we've identified that we would like to support. And then fourth, uh, you know, education, just helping to educate and support the transition from you know, full-time hockey player into the workforce. And even those players that are still playing, providing some education and, uh, and support. Yeah. So one of those player support things was actually uh, announced by the league this morning. Um the the alumni association has set up the BCHL player relief fund. Um, can you kind of explain what that project is and, and what, uh, what you guys hope to accomplish with that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we came together as a group um, and, uh, you know, understand the difficulty that you know, the pandemic has caused everyone, especially financially. And um, it came to our uh awareness that, you know, there was really no revenue from ticket sales to start the, the, the BCHL season and players and their families um, have been required to pay uh, some fees. And so with that in mind, you know, the BCHL Alumni Association created a, a player assistance fund, uh, really with the goal to offset some of these costs um, to the players. So you mentioned this a little bit in, in kind of the origins of the alumni association, but why is it important to you uh, and your fellow alums to give back to the BCHL? Yeah. I mean, I think I can speak on behalf of half of the group, um, although they're not here um, on the interview here today, but you know, we're, we're involved in the BCHL alumni association really to give back um, and show support for, you know, such an incredible organization that, you know, personally had you know impact on my, on my life and, and my trajectory and offered me up a lot of opportunity and a lot of great um relationships that I'm, are still you know i still hold dear to my heart so um we're really in it just to, to, to help out and provide um some some assistance uh, moving forward to these players uh, so I want to go back and talk about your playing career now. Um, you played for the Victoria Grizzlies for three years from 2008 to 2011. Uh, what are your memories of that time in your life uh, and your hockey career? Yeah. <laughs> Looking back at those three years, those were uh, some of the best best years ever. You know, I, right down from, you know, the BCHL itself, such a great organization, Um the, the, I played for Victoria uh, all three of my years and, you know, they had a, they still have a great organization. And I think it's just about the people you meet, right? I, I think we're all the bus rides, um, all of the crazy fans, the wonderful fans, um, just hanging out with the guys, you know, the camaraderie, you know, uh, I think Jake Baker and I played together. Jake Baker's also a, a part of the alumni group. You know, we, we played together for years and the relationship still lasts and we're still friends to this day. And I, I imagine everybody else who's played at the BCHL could say the same. So a big goal, kind of the main goal for BCHL players um, is to get that Division One NCAA scholarship. Um, you you got the scholarship to Cornell and we can touch on that in a minute. But um, kind of before you got to Cornell, how did the BCHL pre- prepare you for college hockey and uh, the college lifestyle in general? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, preparing me for hockey, I needed those, those three years for development. Um, you know, the coaching, the coach, uh, the guidance, um, just how, how competitive the BCHL is, right. It's a lot of the best, best hockey players across the country, um, that all come together and, uh, you know, all are looking to attain scholarships. So that, that growth that I gathered through those years, those three years were critical. Um, and, you know, luckily enough, and I was fortunate to, to get offered a, a scholarship to, uh, to Cornell university. Yeah. Mo- moving on to Cornell, uh, you played four years there. Uh, in general, what was your experience like uh, from the hockey side playing at Cornell for four years? Yeah, from the hockey side, it was great. So uh, Cornell plays in the ECAC league. And so there's uh, the Ivy League teams in addition to a few others. But overall, the experience was great. The hockey is extremely competitive. Um, a number of players that I play with are, are still playing um, in, in pro, whether that's the NHL or um, other leagues overseas. So the, the hockey itself was 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 great. And um, I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, you mentioned Cornell, an Ivy League school. Like many other Ivy League schools, they're known for their academic excellence. Um, I imagine since you went there and, and you were able to get the scholarship there, that education is most likely important to you. Um, can you kind of touch on that and, and why education is important to you? Sure. <laughs> I think it was drilled into me at a young age um, from my parents. Uh, you know, I think education just allows, lays the foundation, right. And helps you kind of make decisions in life and, um, have the knowledge and, and experience to, to help, you know, whatever organization or, um, uh, I guess where you are at in your life. So, um, overall, you know, education has been important from day one and, uh, it's been drilled into me. And, um, I think that's, you know, something that the BCHL takes, you know, quite, quite seriously and, um, promotes. And I think even my experience in Victoria, you know, I got ac- access to a, a fun, um, uh, an education advisor who helps me think through, you know, the colleges um, and where I'd want to go and what might be the re- best fit for me. So you finished your season, uh, sorry, your senior year at Cornell back in 2015. Um, and I know a, a lot of times for hockey players, when they kind of get to the end of their playing career, they have a tough time transitioning. But what was the next step for you uh, when you finished out at Cornell there in 2015? Yeah. So, you know, right after I, I decided to um, join, the, join the workforce, as they say. Um, so I, uh, I hunted down a job and, and, and came back to move back to Vancouver um, from, uh, from the States. And, you know, that tra- transition is difficult, right? I think your identity is entrenched in being a hockey player and it's something that you, know, you dream of since you're a young kid. So going through that period, you know, it was, it was, was difficult, but I, you know, I had lots of support um, to help provide some, some advice and guidance on where to take, you know, my next, uh, my next move and what work, what to work towards. And that's kind of in line with, you know, the BCHL alumni association and what we're trying to work towards. Yeah. And, um, so we can, we can get into what exactly, uh, what field exactly you got into eventually, but, um, in those early days when you were kind of making that transition, how did that education at Cornell prepare you for your post hockey life? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was instrumental. I took a course called, uh, or, uh, career development. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do after, uh, after I was leaving school and, 
that course alone, you know, helped me get get in some some insights of you know my personality type and what I may or may not be good at. Um, so you know that that alone, that course, you know, provide a lot of value to me. But in addition to that, you know, all of the people you meet, um, all the professors that are you know sharing their wisdom uh, with you, all of that sticks with you, right? And, and that obviously helps when you join the um, the workforce. Uh, so, uh, bringing it back to present day, what, uh, what career are you currently in? What do you do for work at the moment? Yeah. So, um, after, uh, leaving, um, university, I, uh, joined the workforce, uh, started at Xerox and, um, also worked towards, uh, completing a master's in business administration. Uh, so as, as of right now, I'm working for uh, a software as a service of cloud computing, uh, technology company and uh, I oversee the sales and business development team. So beyond uh, finishing up here, beyond the player relief fund that the alumni association has helped set up and looking forward and, and hopefully next year uh, by this time, we're in a more normal year without uh, the effects of COVID-19 or at least lesser effects. Um, what do you think the future of the BCHL alumni association holds? Yeah, I mean, the, the future is bright, right? You know that everything that we're dealing with now, um, you know, this is our first initiative. Um, and we, you know, we hope to grow the community and, and find new initiatives that align and support, you know, the mission, which is to ensure that alumni and current BCHL players can succeed, you know, both on and off the ice. Well, great. Uh, thank you so much, Madison, for taking the time to chat with us. And uh, thank you for your work with the Alumni Association and uh, the Player Assistance Fund. I know uh, it'll be very helpful to our players and their families. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you very much to Madison Diaz for taking the time to talk with us today. If you'd like to donate to the BCHL Alumni Association's Player Assistance Fund, you can head to the GoFundMe website and search BCHL Player Relief. And we will also include a link to the GoFundMe page in the show notes on the BCHL website and on our social media platforms. Another thank you to Finn Williams and Sean Donaldson for joining us today. And congratulations to Penticton and Nanaimo on their preseason championships. And just another reminder to sign up for BCHL TV today and use the discount code BCHLTV20 to receive $70 off an all-access season pass. That discount code is BCHLTV20, and it's active until December 1st. Another big thank you to our super producer, Greg Ballack, for putting the podcast together. And thank you for listening. We will talk to you again in a week.